Thank you so much for visiting us online today. We believe God wants to speak to you through the following message. If you would like to connect with us or send us your prayer request, visit us at kingsgatehobs.com. We're in the new King James Version. 1 Corinthians 12, 7. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to each one for the profit of all. Okay? For to one is given the word of wisdom through the Spirit, to another the word of knowledge um, through the same Spirit, to another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts of healings by the same Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy. There it is, right? That's what we're talking about tonight. Prophecy to another discerning of spirits and to another different kinds of tongues, to another the interpretation of tongues. Look at verse, the next one there. Verse 11, but one and the same Spirit works all these things, distributing to each one individually as He wills. Okay? So I'm not going to get into all the gifts of the Spirit tonight as a review, but there are nine gifts of the Spirit. Three of them say something, three of them do something, and three of them reveal something. Okay? There's say, do, and reveal. There's nine gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, in the gift of prophecy... You need to remember this. There's the simple gift of prophecy is not a prediction. Tonight, I'm sure I gave you a simple, simple prophecy in just encouraging you. Okay? Simple gift of prophecy is encouragement, and it just it doesn't come from you necessarily. It comes by the Spirit of God. I believe that happens a lot in our services. There's no prediction element involved in actual gift of prophecy. So just because you walk in the gift of prophecy doesn't mean you're a prophet, okay? Not necessarily. We'll get into that later. So there is foretelling the future. That's the gift of the word of wisdom, right? Foretelling, because you're telling before something happens. And then there's forth telling. You speak something out, you speak it forth, okay? So you speak a word forth. For right now, that is just the simple gift of prophecy, okay? Now, you speak of the future, that's the word of wisdom, and that can tie into prophecy, but it's for the future, okay? Does everybody see the difference between that? There's foretelling, telling the future, and then there's telling forth right now, okay? So speaking forth, speaking a word right now is a simple gift of prophecy. Future is the word of wisdom, okay? Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 14, verse 2. 1 Corinthians 14, verse 2. So the simple gift of prophecy doesn't really, doesn't really necessarily reveal anything, okay? So 1 Corinthians 14, 2. For if you have the ability to speak in tongues, you will be talking only to God, since people won't be able to understand you, right? You'll be speaking by the power of the Spirit, but it will all be mysterious. That's a good translation. All right? But look at this. One who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. Many of you have been exposed to situations where somebody's speaking in tongues. What did that do for you? You didn't understand it, right? It edified the person who's actually speaking in tongues because Scripture says they're not speaking to man or woman. They're speaking to God, okay? So if I'm speaking in tongues, that's for my relationship with God unless someone has an interpretation for it, okay? Scripture says don't forbid people from speaking in tongues, right, unless they're being disruptive, Screaming down the whole service and just getting attention or something. But speaking in tongues is fine. That's a gift. That is from the Holy Spirit. But tongues do not benefit you like they benefit me. Unless you're, unless you're praying in tongues, me speaking to God in another language, a heavenly language, that doesn't benefit you. It just benefits me if there's no interpretation. Okay? But look at this. One who prophesies. Somebody say one who prophesies. 
Yeah, and it doesn't have to be a prophet, okay? One who prophesies strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. Three things. Strengthens, encourages, and comforts. All right? So that's powerful. So let's move on to the next thing here. Once again, let's, let's hit this, because I, I want this to make sense. The gift of prophecy versus the office of the prophet. The simple gift of prophecy, once again, I said this a while ago, it has no revelation in it, all right? So if the gift of prophecy works in our lives, it doesn't necessarily mean we're prophets. The Apostle Paul, he said this. He said not everybody's a prophet. Not all are prophets, okay? But Scripture says we should desire, desire to prophesy. That means operating in the gift of prophecy. Why? Because it strengthens others, encourages them, and comforts them. The cool thing about the gift of prophecy is it is that it is complete in and unto itself. It is complete. It doesn't necessarily need another gift. It can strengthen, encourage, and comfort all by itself. Okay? It's all included there. Now, gifts of the Spirit work together. Sometimes someone will start speaking a gift of prophecy, and then they'll speak something about your future, or they'll speak something about your present a word of uh, knowledge about your presence or present or a word of wisdom about the future. Other gifts will work with it. But the beauty of the gift of prophecy, it doesn't necessarily need other gifts to function because it's just to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. Okay? That's great. So, we should desire to prophesy. And that means operating in the gift of prophecy. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 14, 1. I'm going to jump a few verses here, kind of bounce around, but in order. 1 Corinthians 14.1. Look at this. Let love be your highest goal. Everybody with me? Let love be your highest goal. I love how the Apostle Paul clarifies that, and it ties in to the previous chapter, doesn't it? Back in the day, see, when the Apostle Paul wrote this, it was just one long letter. It didn't have chapters and verses. The translators did that so that we can find stuff in the Bible, right? Otherwise, you'd just be like, Man, the book of Isaiah, it's in the book of Isaiah, it's on the 14th page of the scroll. There's no chapter, no verse. Well, the, the translators were pretty clever because they put, they organized the Bible into chapters and verses. 1 Corinthians 14.1 is immediately following 1 Corinthians chapter 13, right? Logically, the love chapter, the love chapter. So look at this. This is powerful. He clarifies again. He says, let love be your highest goal. The best and greatest thing you can do as a believer is walk in love. Say, man, you mean, you mean romantic love? No. No. The love of God. Walking in the love of God, let that be your highest goal. Why? Because the love of God forgives. The love of God is merciful. The love of God is patient and kind and long-suffering. It's not proud. It's not self-seeking or selfish. We know all about that from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, right? The previous chapter. So the Apostle Paul goes on to say, let love be your highest goal. And I want to reiterate that. The gift of prophecy is great. All these gifts that we've been covering for the past several months are great. But let love be your highest goal. But you should also desire the special abilities the Spirit gives, especially the ability to prophesy. Why? Because we strengthen, encourage, and comfort. That's so important. People need it. Do you ever need to be strengthened, encouraged, and comforted? I was praying today, and I needed that. So I was just seeking God and speaking to Him. And on this journey that we're on again, and I was praying about it, and I was seeking Him, and I was praising Him, and I was reading this amazing book full of Scripture. 
And man, I felt so encouraged, man, by the Spirit of God because I was, the Word of God is so powerful. Remember, the Word of God, a lot of gifts went into the writing of the Word of God, and the gift of prophecy, the Spirit of prophecy, was one of them because it's exactly what we need at a certain time, okay? It strengthens, it encourages, and it comforts. All right. So, desire the ability to prophesy. Let's go to verse 5 now. Verse 5. Same chapter. I wish you could all speak in tongues, the Apostle Paul says. But even more, I wish you could all prophesy. Isn't that interesting? If you speak in tongues, it edifies you. But if you prophesy, you know, it builds you up. But if you prophesy, man, it builds others up. That's powerful, isn't it? That's powerful. For prophecy is greater than... Wow! You mean, I didn't make this up. This is what the Apostle Paul said by the Spirit of God. For prophecy is greater than speaking in tongues unless someone interprets what you were saying so that what? So that the whole church will be strengthened, right? So if you're speaking in tongues of the Lord, you're speaking in a heavenly language, you're the only one being strengthened unless it's interpreted, right? That's why prophecy is so powerful, so important. Unlike tongues, it doesn't need another gift to complement it to make it complete, all right? Verse 39 especially in a public setting. Once again, if you're speaking in tongues in a public setting and you want to bless other people, well, it has to be interpreted. Verse 39. So, my dear brothers and sisters, be eager to prophesy and don't forbid speaking in tongues. Don't try to keep people from speaking in tongues. That's crazy. All right? So it says, be eager to prophesy. Let God use you in prophesying. Are there any questions before I continue? I'm going to get into another section now. Any questions about prophecy, prophesying, all right, or the gift of prophecy. So you understand that there's a different difference between someone living and walking and acting in the office of a prophet and then someone walking in the gift of prophecy. Now, a prophet can walk in the gift of prophecy, but if you're in the gift of prophecy, you're not necessarily a prophet. Okay, God can use any of us in the gift of prophecy. Okay, now prophesying is more than preaching. Preaching is important. Because Scripture says, Scripture says, preaching is to proclaim, announce, cry out, or tell. Okay? We're not going to go to this verse, but in 1 Corinthians 1.21, it says that people will be saved by the foolishness of preaching. You ever met somebody in the world and they're like, you go to church? Like, what do y'all do there? Well, we, we say hi to people, we hug, we, we shake hands, we... Um, we listen to worship, and we worship God, and there's live worship, and then, and then we sit down, and then the preacher preaches. The pastor preaches or a guest speaker. Someone shares something, and they're like, it's foolishness to them. They're like, you go and hear a speech every year? I mean, every, every week? You go and hear a speech? What is, what, what is that for? It's foolishness to them. But Scripture says people will be saved by the foolishness of preaching. It's been amazing over the years where somebody will come in, and they just weren't buying it. I could see them at the front. I could see them from the moment. I'm here, and I can see them through the glass doors or out in the lobby before we got glass doors, and they have a look and a snarl on their face, and they are not buying it. They're like, and you're wondering, like, why are you even here, right? Because that's the flesh of me. The human side of me is like, are you you're here to cause problems or trouble? Like, why are, you, why are you looking at people strange, and they just, they're in a bad mood, and they're here. They came alone, or they came with someone. Who knows? They're just not buying it. But it's crazy. By the time God begins to work on them, and I give an altar call, and then they accept Jesus. Or I say, man, if anyone needs prayer for this, and they're crying, and they raise their hand. It's amazing. The foolishness of preaching. In our natural minds, you'd say, 
what did that even do? But it leads people to salvation, preaching, okay? Prophesying, according to Scripture, prophesying doesn't lead people to salvation, but preaching does. Preaching does, okay? Preaching is to proclaim, announce, cry out, or tell, okay? So, prophesying, the gift of prophecy, it grabs people's attention so they'll listen to preaching, okay? When you strengthen, encourage, and comfort somebody, they go, oh, man, I needed this. I needed this. That's why after preaching, sometimes people will say, or maybe you felt it. I felt it, too. It's like, that was for me. That was for me. But the gift of prophecy got their attention, all right? Grabs people's attention so they'll hear the word through preaching. Now, preaching contains elements of prophecy at times. I've seen this when my wife uh, preaches or teaches or others here that have preached and taught, or when I do at times, or pastor, sometimes you say things you weren't even thinking about. Sometimes you'll do it just on the street with someone. You give someone an encouragement. Say, man, God is with you. All of a sudden, you're saying stuff, and you weren't planning on it. That's a gift of prophecy. You're strengthening, encouraging, and comforting them. Okay? So that's powerful. Let's go to 1 Thessalonians 5.19. 1 Thessalonians 5.19. Baby girl. First Thessalonians five nineteen. Okay, check this out. One translation here says, "Do not grieve the Holy Spirit." What does grieve mean? To upset. This translation says, "Do not stifle the Holy Spirit." It means don't hold him back from doing his work. Don't offend him. Don't speak evil of him. Don't get in his way. Don't trouble the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? So don't stifle. Do not stifle the Holy Spirit. Okay, next verse. Look at this. This is important. Do not scoff. What does scoff mean? Anybody? Does anybody know? That's a, that's a $10 word. Scoff, that's one of those synonyms that I could relate it to scoffing. Ignore. Yeah, you could, you could scoff and kind of ignore. What does scoff mean? Mm-hmm. Say, pfft. He's prophesying again. He's, in, he's strengthening, encouraging, and comforting again, which obviously if they're making fun of it, they wouldn't know that it was all those three. Oh, oh, she's prophesying again. She's speaking an encouraging word. Sunday mornings, you'll see Pastor Jim do that a lot before I get up to speak the word right after worship. She's, she, the gift of prophecy is flowing, all right? Do not scoff at prophecies, but, look at this, but, Very good back there on the screens, by the way. You're doing great. But test everything that is said. I'm going to tell you right now, if the Apostle Paul was mad enough to say it, and he was the man, he heard from God, he saw Jesus, all kinds of stuff, I'm going to be mad enough to say it. If I ever say anything that doesn't line up with Scripture, you ask me about it. Okay? we got to test what's being said. Okay? My goal is to never say anything that contradicts Scripture. Not on purpose. No way. I don't want to say anything that's not in there. I don't want to add. It's enough. All right? His Word is enough. Now we're going to use illustrations and examples and life stories and all kinds of stuff to preach the Word, but test everything that is said according to Scripture. People get fooled. There was a lady on, I don't know if she was on Facebook or Instagram. Somebody showed, showed her to me, and I don't remember her name. Some of y'all know exactly who I'm talking about. She's supposed to be a minister of the gospel, but then she'd cuss sometimes. I don't know her name. 
Like, she would cuss bad. And I'm not on social media, really. Um, but it was not impressive to me. And if anyone with any kind of sense would say, I'm going to test that and say, that doesn't line up with God's word according to Scripture. How can blessing and cursing be coming out of the same mouth? Right? According to the book of James. So you got to check stuff. Just because something sounds impressive. And it's crazy to me what impresses some people. I have people go, man, check this dude out. And I'm going, what? Or check her out, what she's saying. What? No. Test everything that is said. Hold on. Hold on to what is good. So that's powerful. Can we go back and read through those again in Thessalonians? Do not stifle or grieve or upset or, yeah, ignore. Ignore the Holy Spirit. Don't do that either. Don't try to put a stop to the Holy Spirit. Do not scoff at prophecies. Don't make fun of prophecies, but what? But test everything that is said. Hold on to what is good. And this is good. Praise God. Also, let me lead into this now. You can have prophecy in your personal prayer life, just like speaking in tongues, just like praying secret things to God, just like talking to God about private things. You can have uh, the gift of prophecy working in your personal prayer life. Did you know the book of Psalms? That is the spirit of prophecy. There are prayers. <laughs> There's even complaints in there. There's doubts, but there's all these songs and hymns and psalms. Did you know that the book of Psalms for thousands of years has been Israel's prayer and song book? And it's the spirit of prophecy over that book. In the same way, you can sing to the Lord. What, you ever done that while you're praying by yourself? You're like, I can't sing well. That's the beauty of it. You're all alone. Nobody has to hear you. I don't sing very well. When I hit a note, I'm excited. I leap for joy if I can hit a note here and there. But I just, I'd be better off rapping to God than singing. But, I mean, hey, you sing to the Lord, He takes it, he takes it as worship, man, if it's from a, from a, a place of, of good motives, right? So you can have prophecy in your personal life. has to do with more than just public utterance, the spirit of prophecy or the gift of prophecy, just like tongues, okay? So the book of Psalms, we just discussed that. It's Israel's prayer and songbook. Now, prophecy is used in the believer's prayer life as well in the New Testament. Okay, let's go to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Ephesians 5, 18. Don't be drunk with wine. Wow, that's an interesting verse, isn't it? Because that will ruin your life. <laughs> what a... Clear and straightforward translation. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, doing what? Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your what? In your hearts. Let's go back to that previous one just before that, screen right before that. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your hearts. Isn't that powerful? So the gift of prophecy, it can be used in public, it can be used in private. All right. Now, here's what I want to encourage you with right now and challenge you to do. Does anybody have any questions tonight about the gift of prophecy? Anything at all? The gift of prophecy that I've just shared. I want to begin to wrap this up pretty quick. No, maybe. OK, you were smiling. So I was like, I don't know. Maybe she has a question. I'm going to get a question on a Wednesday night. Anybody questions about the gift of prophecy? I was encouraged. The gift of prophecy. OK, let me expand it. Anybody have any questions about any of the gifts of the Spirit we've shared so far since, gosh, we've been talking about these most Wednesdays since November. 
Any question about the gifts of the Spirit, whether we've shared them or not? Any questions? Baptism in the Holy Spirit, speaking in tongues, any questions at all? I feel led to ask you that, whether or not you ask any questions. Going once. Going twice. Sold. All right. Let's go ahead and pray together tonight, if you would, please. You know, I don't know all your prayer needs, but God knows the specifics of your situation, your needs, your heart, your heartbreak, your disappointments, the things that have blessed and satisfied you, the things that have blessed and encouraged you. God knows exactly where you are in your life and your walk with Him. He knows what you need. In fact, Scripture says He knows what you have need of before you ask. That's powerful. What a God we serve. God spoke to me about this today. And in a couple of Sundays, I'm going to get to share it. We're having our Easter Sunday this, this weekend with a guest speaker. But I'm going to talk a little bit about this in a couple of weeks, and that is hope. I'm going to tie it into being fully alive, that you can live again. You can be fully alive again. Don't ever let the enemy steal your hope. Don't let the enemy steal your hope. I can feel the Spirit of God tonight. Don't let the enemy steal your hope. I don't know what your situation is. I don't know the, the precise details of your situation. But do not let the enemy steal your hope. You can take joy in the trial because God is working on your behalf. All things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. You say, man, Pastor Matt, I feel like I've lost hope. Let me speak that back into your life in Jesus' name, prophetically. Hope, come back right now. Receive hope again. Decide. Open the door to hope again. Say, man, it's just a small hope. Man, it's a fool's hope even. I don't even know why I'm still hoping. This is perfect because hope leads to faith. And your hope, it's not going to leave you ashamed. You're going to see your hope is leading to something. So I feel like there's somebody in here who has lost hope. Even if it's one person, it was worth me bringing up tonight. I feel like there's one person in here that needs to hear this at least. At least. Let your hope be restored to you tonight in Jesus' name. Whatever it is you've gone through, whatever it is you're going through. If you say, Pastor Matt, I need hope again in my life, raise your hand tonight. I'm going to pray with you specifically. That way I'll set my eyes on you. Anybody at all, God bless you. God bless you. I agree with you right now, and hope is returning. I speak it right now by the Spirit of God. Hope is returning to your situation right now. God bless you. God bless you. Wow. That was more than I expected. Thank you. God bless you. Hope is returning to your situation. Do not give up hope. Do not. <laughs> almost said I command you don't give up hope <laughs> don't give it up man don't give up hope there's still hope tomorrow you're going to wake up and, and scripture talks about joy comes in the morning I speak that to you tonight in Jesus name that you're going to wake up, wake up tomorrow morning and you're going to have joy flood your soul because joy comes in the morning you're going to have hope tonight when you fall asleep you're going to have hope when you wake up in Jesus name is there anybody else in this house who says, Pastor Matt, I need prayer for something going on in my life. I need a miracle. Would you raise your hand in Jesus' name? Raise your hand, and I'm going to agree with you tonight. You need miracles. 
Man, I need a miracle. Let me raise my hands. That's most of us in here. Let's all agree right now. You know what? Go ahead and stand to your feet. Let's all agree right now. That's important. This is important. You need a miracle. So do I. God loves giving miracles. God loves favoring his people. Did you know he created you to favor you? He created you so you could be the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus after accepting Jesus. And God, it was always his plan to get you back to that place where you're living in the image of God. And God is living in you, and he is able to favor you because of the righteousness of Jesus, because of the blood of Jesus. God wants to favor you tonight and give you miracles. Expect it. Hope for it. But believe in it now in Jesus' name. God, I declare miracles all over this house. Everybody that raised their hands, I declare miracles in Jesus' name. I declare miracles in Jesus' name. I don't know who needs to hear this, but it's not over yet. It's not over till it's over. Life is over And our mission here is over only when we die and go be with Jesus. That's it. And then this life, it's not going to matter as much, is it? So think about what's important eternally. Think about that for a moment. But I do want you to pair that with the miracle you need because God's going to receive glory from that miracle when you get it. And it's on its way. I speak to you right now in faith. I declare it right now. And I speak it not just to strengthen, encourage, and comfort you. Man, it is just the truth of God's Word. It's going to strengthen and encourage and comfort you, but it's on its way. It's on its way. Your miracle is on its way. God is going to honor that. He's going to honor the prayer you've prayed. He's honoring you as you seek Him because you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Your miracle is on its way tonight. We believe we will hold out to hope And now we walk in faith and we declare it. Now begin to praise him and thank him because your miracle's on its way. Go ahead. Just thank him for it. Just say, thank you, Father. Just say, thank you, Lord. Thank you because my miracle's almost here. Just tell him, thank you, Lord. I did that today. I did that today. I said, thank you, Lord. And I I already began to see results within me and even in the physical realm. I began to see results as I said, thank you, Lord. My miracle's on the way. Thank you, Lord. I praise you because you favored me. Not because of me, but because of the blood of Jesus. I can imagine myself standing in a crowd, God. And because I've been seeking you, I can imagine you pointing me out and going, Matthew, I favored you. I'm going to answer your prayer. I've heard your prayer, and that's for you too. We got more than one Jennifer in here. We got a David. We got a Noe. We got a Barry. We got a Debbie. We got a B. We got Nellie and Johnny and Matthew and Jessica and all kinds of folks in here. And God is calling you by name. And imagine yourself in the crowd. And God says, I've chosen you for special blessing and favor. I'm calling you out of the crowd. Come out of the crowd because I'm answering your prayer. Come out of the crowd. You've waited long enough. Come out of the crowd because you are holiness unto the Lord now. Because you've been seeking me. You love me. You've done your best. And with Jesus' help, you are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Now come out. I'm singling you out to bless you. I'm singling you out to favor you. I'm singling you out to change your life. I'm singling you out to answer your prayer. I don't know what your prayer is tonight. I just know my prayer. I may know some of my wife's prayers. I don't know your prayer necessarily, but I know that God is hearing you. God is bringing a miracle. You just remember to honor him, and you remember to thank him when your miracle gets here. And don't forget where you came from. Don't forget when you were here pleading with God for a miracle. Don't you forget. 
Remember, you didn't give yourself a miracle. God is giving you a miracle. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We trust you tonight, Lord. We worship you tonight, Father. We thank you. We give you all the glory because you are worth it. God, you are worthy. Worthy is the Lamb to receive strength and honor and power and glory and dominion forever and ever. The book of Revelation says, God, we just thank you. Lord, we just give you glory tonight. We bless your name tonight. God is going to give you your miracle. Don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. If it's not here by tomorrow morning, don't you say, man, I give up. Don't you say, man, this is, maybe I was wrong for asking. I don't know who that's for tonight. I don't know who that's for tonight. If you're praying according to God's will, you are not wrong for asking. You are not wrong for asking, even if it's far-fetched. You're praying according to God's will. You are not wrong for asking. Your miracle is on the way. You be blessed. You be encouraged and strengthened. May the Lord bless you and protect you tonight. Smile upon you and be gracious to you. Give you of his favor and of his perfect peace. May he continue to speak to you through his word. May he continue to encourage you and strengthen you and build you up and edify you through his word. May he continue to give you dreams at night. May he bring people into your life that bless you and help you get to where you need to be. May he give you divine connections tonight and the rest of this week and the rest of this month and the rest of your life. In Jesus' name.